What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste Podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul and creating positive, goal-oriented talk. A lot of fun things happening here on the podcast coming up for you guys. I am super excited to share with you my next few guests. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to keep it a secret for right now. But for today's episode, we are going to talk about SAD, S-A-D, Seasonal Affective Disorder. So if you haven't ever heard of SAD, then you should know that it is a form of depression that is activated when the seasons change. Specifically, Google says that seasonal affective disorder is a form of depression caused by late winter and thought to be caused by a lack of light, so aka lower vitamin D. It is said to sap your energy and make you feel moody. Man, oh man. <laughs> so this is a form of depression slash an illness that tends to happen to a lot of people when winter comes around. And I know previously in my past, I have definitely suffered with SAD and usually people that have suffered with major depressive disorder or any form of depression and anxiety in their past, usually they are the ones that are most likely to be affected by it. But I have certainly come across many people that don't usually ever feel depressed and then during you know, the winter time, things start to change and they start to feel lower energy and feel all around just not very good. So I really want to talk about it in this episode because I have actually been feeling it this year. And last year I actually made a Namaste series video talking about all the things that you can do to, you know, make yourself feel a little bit better during this time. And I'm going to go over them again in this episode. Well, one of the things I noticed that I left out in my video last year is that when you listen to uplifting content, AKA like what I try to create on my podcast, you just ultimately feel better. You feel uplifted. There is a, a an energy, a vibration that goes along with happy songs. Everybody knows it. That's why you listen to them when you're feeling very good or you listen to them when you're feeling down and they instantly make you feel better. So I decided that I also wanted to include little miracle stories. So what I did was put out a little message on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I asked my friends, family, and my followers if they had any stories that they would love to share, miracles, things that just brightened up their day, acts of kindness that people, you know, did for them or just anything that they witnessed that brought a smile to their face. And I thought I wanted to share that with you guys on this episode. So in case you are someone that has tried literally everything, I think one of the most effective things that you can do for yourself when you're feeling down is to force yourself to listen to something that will inspire you or just make you feel very happy. So that's what is going to be coming up in this episode. So let's just jump right into it. Actually, but first, special shout out to the entire Cricket team. Cricket Live is the live game show that you can play from anywhere using your tablet, mobile device, or smartphone. The entire Cricket team is always so supportive of this podcast, and they are just amazing. So I want to shout all of you guys out and thank you for always supporting and sponsoring the Namaste podcast. All right. So I'm going to start with a few things that you can do if you are someone that is struggling with seasonal affective disorder. 
So the number one thing that I've heard that people find extremely effective is by getting one of those light therapy boxes. So I believe it's just like a UVB therapy lamp. And every morning, I think like 8 a.m. really early, you sit in front of it for a half an hour. And basically, it's supposed to replicate sunlight and it's supposed to truly help you get vitamin D in, in, I guess, I mean, obviously in a fake way, but apparently it works. I don't really understand the science behind it, but I have a few friends that I know that have it and they feel significantly different when they use it. So it's something that you're supposed to use every single day at the same time, really early in the morning. So I think that's extremely interesting. I don't have one myself, but I have heard great things about it. So it is something that I would look into if I was struggling with seasonal affective disorder. So yeah, it just, it seems very interesting. And I mean, it makes sense. Not that I would promote this, but in my past, my mom and I, during the winter months, we would go to tanning salons and, you know, we would feel a trillion times better after leaving it. And obviously uh, it's, I wouldn't promote it because it's not good for your skin, but certainly it is extremely helpful for me personally when I just need that quick like boost of fake vitamin D or whatever. So it it works. I don't know what to tell you, uh, but it helps. So I can certainly understand that the light therapy box would work as well because it's sort of similar in terms of like the fake uh, light. So very interesting. But yeah, so I would look into light therapy boxes if you are someone um, that struggles with this as well as I would maybe look into taking a blood test because often it's just low vitamin D. Uh, A lot of people believe that uh, seasonal affective disorder is caused because people have low vitamin D levels, which makes sense because in the winter there's not a a lot of sunlight. And yeah, so taking a blood test would obviously, you know, help you understand on a scientific level that your vitamin D is low. But what you could do if you don't want to do that, you could just, you know, maybe possibly get some vitamin D supplements. Now there's a lot of controversy around vitamin D supplements. A lot of people say they're great. Some people say they're not. I mean, across the board, I think it's quite debatable. So I think always trying things for yourself so that you can come to your own conclusion, I think that's always the best route. So that's, you know, another option to try. Or something that I really like to do is I like to have protein powder in a smoothie once a day. And I think that's also quite effective because there's vitamin D. There's all kinds of vitamins in there. Uh, I do think that, you know, making sure that your nutrition is on point during the winter months, which is funny because of course there's Halloween, there's Christmas, and there's all these holidays like Valentine's Day that just make you want to eat junk and chocolate and comfort food you know, but I, it's interesting that, that that's what's promoted during this time, because quite frankly, I think it's during this time that we more than ever need to make sure that we're taking care of our nutrition to make sure that we're feeling good. So definitely making sure you're getting all of the right vitamins, minerals, eating lots of greens, whatever your diet is, making sure that you're eating a lot of whole foods during this time. But Vega One Protein is a protein powder that I would highly recommend. I use it all the time. And I find that whenever I have a smoothie, I always feel a million times better. So I I think it's probably because of all the different vitamins and minerals that are incorporated in it, including vitamin D. 
But again, that's my own experience. So I always highly recommend experimenting for yourself. Everybody has different body chemistries. Everyone has different alkaline and acidic levels and need different things. At least that's what I believe. So experimenting for yourself is the best route to discovering what you possibly may need because what you may need might be completely different to what I may need. But the point is, is to take an interest into your nutrition and make sure you are eating all the vitamins and minerals and protein and whatnot that will, you know, make yourself feel strong and great and ready to tackle any mood swings. And ultimately when you eat well, it does help stabilize your mood swings. I am a huge advocate for that because when I became a vegetarian slash vegan, I truly saw a significant difference in my mood swings. Is that because there's a lot of hormones in meat? Possibly. Who knows? But that's what works for my body. And so definitely experiment. An obvious thing that you should be doing if you suffer with any kind of depression, anxiety, or even just seasonal affective disorder is certainly you should be exercising. How many times does Every single doctor, nutritionist, pretty much anybody in natural medicine have to tell you that exercise is a key thing that you need to be doing in order to stabilize your moods. So I know it is such an obvious one, but I need to throw it in there because truly it is part of the cure. Now, like I said, I've been feeling it myself this year, uh, seasonal affective disorder that is, and it's hard. I know it is super hard when you're feeling low to get yourself motivated to exercise. Boy, do I know. I know the need to lie on the couch and eat crappy food and watch a really entertaining slash silly show like Love Island that has no point or value to add to your life, but whatever. It's great in the moment, but is it good for you? Probably not. So Maybe if you want to do those things, make a great choice first and who knows, maybe afterwards you might not even feel like doing those things. You might have more energy that you feel like being productive in another area of your life. Who knows? But really trying to push yourself to exercise a little bit each day can be highly effective. Waking up and doing some yoga stretches in the morning ooh, can be so great for your day. I've been doing that every morning and man, oh man, does my body feel more awake and excited to get on with the day whenever I do that. So again, I'm not perfect. I still struggle to push myself some days as well. It's going to happen, man. We're not going to wake up with jolly rainbows and sunshine in our eyes every day. It just doesn't happen. But The idea is to try your hardest to push yourself. Maybe in front of the TV, do some stretching. Uh, Maybe if you can, you know, pluck up the energy, try to push yourself to go for a jog around the block. If you have a dog, that's a really good excuse. You know, go for a walk with your dog. If you don't have a dog like myself, um, then... Honestly, you can do, you can do some stretches or even you can even learn a dance routine off of YouTube these days. You can learn everything off of YouTube. There's all kinds of fun things like jujitsu and and dance. And yeah, so just see if you can find an activity that you can even learn from home or do for five to 10 minutes, because usually if you can push yourself to do a five to 10 minute little mini workout, you'll find uh, I could do 10 more minutes. And then you do it. And then before you know it, you've done a half an hour and you feel really proud of yourself. And the next day you will definitely wake up feeling 
so much better, so much less moody. It's a fact. It just is. From someone that suffered with major depressive disorder, I'm telling you, it is part of the cure for getting you feeling like your best self once again. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So exercise, that is an obvious one. Now, the next one uh, I want to say is that everybody needs an emotional outlet. This is something that is also, I personally think uh, obvious, but you know, um, I think that it is a forgotten art nowadays. We're all glued to our phones. We're glued to our computers. We do everything in the technical world and not necessarily living too much in our world. And so when that happens, you aren't playing like you did as a kid. You aren't creating like you did as a kid. And therefore, you don't have an outlet for all these different emotions that you feel every single day, every hour, every minute, truthfully, because we experience, I don't know what the fact is, but I, I'm pretty sure it's like a 100 or two di 200 different emotions every day. I'm going to look that up, but something similar to that, something along those lines. But regardless, what's happening with all these pent up emotions and feelings? We're not doing anything with them. And I think from not being able to release them, just not releasing them at all, that's causing a lot of the heaviness on our heart, a lot of the heaviness that, and that brings about anxiety and depression. So finding an emotional outlet that works for you is really important, whether it's painting, drawing, maybe it's singing, dancing, something fun, do something fun. Dance is a huge one for me. As a kid, I had a lot of emotions. I was going through some really hard times with my parents splitting up. And, you know, I didn't get along with a lot of the girls in school when I was young. And then in high school, you know, then you have the teen years and those emotions and those are just, you know, insane. So thank the Lord I had dance to express myself and to get out those emotions. Otherwise, I probably would have gotten very anxious and depressed really early on. And it would have been probably a lot harder for me then, um, as opposed to when I did end up suffering with it, which was when I was 18. But ironically, I started suffering with it when I quit dance, <laughs> of course, right? So I do think uh, it goes hand in hand. Having an emotional outlet truly can make you feel a million times better can really just help you get through, you know, the daily tedious chores of life and the things that aren't so great. So finding something that works for you is really important. So, you know, experiment. If you don't have an activity that you love to do that, you know, after you do it, you feel happier, then definitely experiment because there's something for everyone. I 100% believe that. Finding some time for yourself is really important as well. So whether that's, you know, scheduling a bath night, a spa night, if you're a lady, if you're a man, maybe it's just, you know, just journaling or something that will bring joy to you if you like, like cars or hobby things or Lego. I know a lot of adults really like, you know, building Lego figures. It's not just a, a kid's thing. I've heard recently, I didn't even know that was a thing, but I heard that it was recently. And so my point is, is that if there's an activity that just helps you relax and just, you know, kind of zone out in the moment and go with the flow with the activity, um, or just sort of help you chill, like taking a bath or going to the spa, getting a massage. A massage is a great one. Oh my God, I love my massages. Uh, do that. You need to schedule some me time to just tune into yourself and give yourself lots of love. So definitely that is another one that I would highly recommend. And then like I said at the beginning, if all else fails, 
plan a vacation. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Just go somewhere warm. Obviously, that's the solution. But not all of us can afford that. So uh, no, <laughs> what I said in the beginning is find something with really happy vibrations. You find a song, that, like a, find a go-to song that really uplifts you or listen to a really uplifting podcast or watch a really uplifting movie. Sound, I think, plays such a big part in our life in, in terms of changing our moods. So that's something that I think you can do easily and I would highly recommend doing that. So with that said... I'm going to read you a few miracle stories that a few people submitted to me. And by miracle, I don't mean in like the, you know, Jesus Christ saved me sort of way. Um, That's definitely not what I mean. Uh, As a lot of you guys know, I'm very open-minded and spiritual. I'm not religious at all, but um, I do believe in miracles in the sense that there can be so much crap around us and then and then all of a sudden you will witness the most beautiful act of kindness. I believe in the fact that if you try your hardest to stay positive, you can attract really positive opportunities. I believe that in times of complete horribleness, uh, of complete and utter failure, beautiful things seem to arise. And so I have asked a few people to share their stories, their acts of kindness, things that they have witnessed or just beautiful things that have happened to them in their life. And I'm excited to share it with you. So let's start with the first one. This one was submitted by a man named Ray. And this is what he said. The act of kindness that happened to me this year came from a New England Patriots player. I was at the table with my daughter at IHOP Mm, I love IHOP, (laughs) having Father's Day breakfast, acting goofy like we always do, when the waitress came to me and asked if I knew the people that that just left the table beside me. And I told her, no, I did not. I saw a bill in her hand and thought they left without paying. Turns out she handed me my bill and said the gentleman paid for your bill. It was Keon Crossan. Now, I am not someone that knows much about football, basketball, any kinds of sports, but uh, that was obviously a sports player, and that's pretty cool, man. What a beautiful act of kindness that someone can do for you. Now, that's one of the things that I have put on my Spreading Love calendar in the past, a task to pay for someone's coffee in line or yeah if there's a person behind you when you're in a long line offer to pay for a meal for them just something that could be really really insignificant and small but could really brighten someone's day and make them feel so much better so thank you Ray for sharing that I love that that is awesome Uh, Let's see. I got another submission by a woman named Jennifer. She said, Melissa, I met a person online and she saved my life and we have grown close ever since. I can't see my life without her and I hope to meet her very soon. That's so lovely. You know, a lot of people do fear meeting people via online. At least they did many years ago. Actually, I can't say that anymore because of Tinder and all the apps where you just meet people randomly (laughs) at certain locations. So I guess maybe that's just me because I've never used those apps before. But regardless, you know, people online can really change your life. And I've actually met a few people via online that have really brightened my day and helped give me more purpose to my life. And 
Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that, Jennifer, because yeah, I too can resonate with that in terms of uh, just meeting people that have completely changed my life via online. So one of the beautiful things about technology, you know, we always, we always complain about how technology has just sort of zoned us out from everyday life. And it's so hard to be around a technological world and be involved in it and we all I mean at least my generation tends to miss the days when there was no technology and people would actually communicate but on the positive side you can meet people from all over the world on the positive side if you have family in a completely other different country you can connect with them via Facebook you can see what they're up to you can see what what they're doing every day via their pictures or their thoughts via their Instagram Instagram posts or their Facebook wall posts, you know? So that's a really amazing positive miracle that has happened in the world that now we don't seem too far away from our family. Even if they're on the other side of the planet, we can still know what they're up to and kind of be involved in their life. So that's a really beautiful positive and slightly a miracle. So thank you so much for sharing that, Jennifer. I have another submission from a awesome girl named Vanessa. And she said that last year she had attempted suicide and survived against all the odds and, and in a matter of 16 hours. To this day, no one knows how I did. Wow, that's a powerful story. Thank you for sharing that, Vanessa. Uh, you know, there are so many stories like that, just little miracles where people have no idea how their relatives or how they just survived. And I love hearing stories like this because they're just such great reminders that no one knows what's out there. No one knows also what's to come. And so with understanding that, with realizing that and coming to terms with that, you know, possibilities are completely endless. <laughs> and what we can take from that is to be grateful for the life that we have right now and realize that we all have a purpose and a reason for being here and to just do our best to live out that purpose and spread love and try to uplift as many people as possible as long as ourself. And that can bring you tons of joy. So thank you for sharing that, Vanessa. I love hearing stories like that. I remember I heard a story about a little boy that died in surgery. And I think they wrote a book about this, actually. And he died in surgery. And then apparently he like, I, I guess, remembered what had happened when he died. And he he said that he had, I, I guess, you know, he was really, really young. But the way that he described it was that he had gone to heaven. And apparently, I don't know how long he was dead for, but whatever. Anyways, he came back to life, obviously. And when he had come back um, to life later on, I think, a, I don't know if it was like a month. I don't know the actual details of the story, but basically... He ended up explaining to his parents that he knew what they were doing during the time that he was in surgery, which is absolutely impossible for a four or five-year-old, first off, to even be able to comprehend or understand, but to also have known because he was in surgery. So that was kind of a cool, amazing miracle to happen to that family. And uh, I guess he described that he was taken care of and he was with somebody, AKA if he, like God, I believe that I think this family was quite religious. So that's what they believe that he was with. But um, 
he had described you know this this person that he was with as just a very very loving and beautiful and um and I don't know how a four-year-old I guess would actually describe it but you get my point uh <laughs> he had described that he had been in a very loving beautiful place and the fact that he knew what his parents were doing outside of the surgery room while he was pronounced dead is pretty crazy and interesting so that I thought it was a really cool miracle story that I had heard I believe it's a book and a movie yeah I can't remember what it was called but anyways uh, you can probably look it up I think there's tons of movies like that but uh, Vanessa you reminded me of that story so thank you so much for sharing that I love hearing that and you are awesome girl and I'm so glad that you were on this planet (laughs) I actually uh, I'll let you guys know Vanessa is a friend of mine that I met randomly in Paris uh, two, three years ago now. And I decided that I wanted to go on a little Europe trip. I was going through a weird time in my life, not knowing what I wanted to do with myself. And so I packed my bags and I went to Europe for a month and I just traveled around and I ended up meeting Vanessa in Paris. And we just bonded over both struggling with anxiety and depression. And we had the most beautiful day at uh, the Versailles, if you don't know what Versailles is, it's a beautiful castle in Paris, outside of Paris in uh, literally the town is called Versailles. And um, yeah, that's where the queen and king, uh, Marie Antoinette, she lived when she was alive. And it just has a lot of beautiful history. It is just the most beautiful place to visit in the world. So I would highly recommend anyone to visit it when they're in Paris. But yeah, we spent a day there and we had bread and cheese and wine and it was delicious and it was just beautiful and we bonded over everything and so Vanessa you mean the world to me so I am very thankful that you are still here so I love you the next story I wanted to share is from a lady named Cheryl and her story is tied with manifesting I think this is so awesome so she has uh, described that she was going through a point in her life where she really wanted to find a partner. And so she says, I felt it was time to no longer be alone. And I had done a lot of work on manifesting my other desires. I was advised to not just focus on the feeling of what I wanted, but to actually feel what it would feel like if I had gotten the man of my dreams. And for a lot of you out there, if you don't know what the law of attraction is, if or if you don't really understand it, then certainly just so you know, that is a big part to attracting the things that you want. So the law of attraction just certainly means like attracts like. So thoughts create your world. And essentially that's what the belief is behind it, that what you think about, you bring about. And so a part of manifesting, a part of using the law of attraction fully is by really trying to feel how you would feel when you have the thing that you want. So this is what Cheryl is doing uh, in this story that she sent me. So she says, during my walks for over two weeks, I imagined the feeling of being so in love with a person that was walking beside me and that he was holding my hand. Approximately two weeks later, I met an old friend that I used to love 40 years ago. And after talking for several days on a dating site, we met. And after a three-hour coffee date, we walked by the water and he grabbed my hand and I instantly felt love for him and knew it was coming from him too. 
It was a magical meeting and there is constant spiritual magic between us. Wow. I am getting serious shivers right now. That is so beautiful. So beautiful. She literally got exactly what she wanted. What a little miracle. Thank you so much for sharing that, Cheryl. And finally, I want to tell you a little miracle of mine. When I was 18 years old, I quit dance. I lost two grandparents within uh, months of each other. I think it was two months. And I had a lot of grief and sadness from my childhood that I hadn't resolved yet. And so adding a really unfortunate relationship to the mix, I went through a very, very difficult time. I truly lost myself and I was severely depressed, major, major depression as, as well as anxiety and social anxiety, you name it, I had it. I didn't leave my bed for months and I had a really, really hard time. Showing up to work was a miracle if I did it because I would always call in sick. It was just a very hard time for me, a very hard time in my life. And February 14th, 2008, I decided to let go of someone that was causing me a lot of grief in my life. And I'm so glad that I made that decision. It was probably the hardest decision for me during that time. I was refusing to let go of this person. I was just so, I just loved them so much. And I had come to terms with the fact that they needed to be let go of. They needed to leave my life. Otherwise, I wasn't going to move forward. And so I made that decision. And from that decision, little by little, my strength came back. It started to come back. And March 23rd, 2008, I woke up. And I always describe this moment like it's as if I was in a bubble before then. That maybe that whole year I was in some kind of bubble of sadness and it's like it popped and I woke up and I started crying. I will never forget it. I was in my kitchen and I, I was bawling and I just felt like me again. I felt like I, I, I was starting to feel a hint of happiness again. And later on that day, I found out that that was actually the anniversary of my grandmother's birthday. And throughout life, throughout my life, I have always been so close with my grandmother and I sort of took that as a sign that she was with me in that moment and she was helping me, you know, get, build up the strength again. (laughs) And since that time, truthfully, on the 23rd or something around the number 23, beautiful things just always happen for me. And it's really quite crazy. It's, it's, down, it's down to my brother picking up <laughs> a locker, uh, a lock for me, for my locker, and it will have the number 23 on it. Like, it's just crazy how much this number surrounds me. And I see it as kind of a form of protection. And it shows me that even in the toughest times, you will find the strength Possibly you just need to go through a really dark time. But without going through these really dark times, we sometimes aren't able to learn the lessons that we truly need to learn. And 
I needed to learn to find my voice. Because from then on, I've always done whatever I could to improve speaking my truth. I have written blogs. I have (laughs) sung. I have become a host of a game show. Truly, my voice is so powerful and where all of our voices are. And that was such a big lesson that I needed to learn to get me to where I am right now. Because had I not learned that, I do not believe that I would be the host of Cricket Live right now. Everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. So whether you believe in the number 23 and all that stuff that I just mentioned, believe this, that there's always light at the end of every tunnel. At every low point, there's always going to be and up eventually. My dad actually said this to me during that time. I believe um, it was right the day after the stock market crashed in 2008. I remember I was sitting in a car with my dad at the gas station (laughs) in Scarborough. And he said to me, he's like, you know, you're at the lowest point of your life right now. And everything from here on out is going to get better. And it's crazy because, you know, how would he know that first off? Like that was, that's pretty like, that's, that's risky to say that to someone severely depressed, but he was right though. I haven't ever had a lower point than, than I, what I was going through during that time. So I believe that we all at some point in our life will go through really low points, but then we go through high points and that's just part of life. I think if we didn't have the ups and downs, we, we wouldn't learn the lessons that we need to learn and, and we wouldn't grow. So anyways, the point of me sharing this with you is to show you that that's my little miracle. My little miracle was finding my voice. My little miracle was working my butt off to really get myself out of that depression and working my butt off to feel better. And it doesn't, it doesn't just happen like that. You don't just wake up and feel better. You have to find emotional outlets. You have to, you know, sing, dance, listen to that music that will make you feel better. Eat really well, exercise, all the things that I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, they all are so important into making you feel better. So to wrap this up, If you're someone that is feeling the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder, please do your best to push yourself to try any one of the number of things that I mentioned in this episode, whether it's going out and buying that light therapy lamp or just making a commitment to have one or two really healthy meals a day. If you have to have that end of day chocolate fare, (laughs) I get it. Make a commitment to at least have two meals that are really, truly healthy just every single day. Or make a commitment to exercise for five to ten minutes a day. Just try to make a commitment to yourself to do something different for a different result. And know that whatever you're feeling right now, it ain't going to last winter does not last forever and in May spring will be around and life will truly feel a lot easier 
So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed all the stories. I hope you found all of these suggestions helpful. And I just love you guys so much. Thank you so much for all of your support. You all rock. You light up my life and give me purpose. And I am so grateful for that. So thank you for tuning in. I love you. Sending you all so much love, light, and motivation to tackle those goals. Namaste. For more Namaste, visit patreon.com slash Melissa Milotti. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Melissa Milotti.